In this second podcast, filling in meaning, giving meaning to things that haven't even been expressed will be among the topics of what we are going to present you with today. One so, of the many topics, yeah. yeah indeed, so. indeed. But maybe we should start with an introduction because we we, Why we, not? we, we just yeah. talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hans, uh, it's now uh, end of August. It wow. is when we are recording this podcast. What have you been up to this summer? Well, this summer I have been up to fairly nothing because that is exactly what I like to do. I like to wake up in the morning and then look at nature, at how all the elements in the surrounding environment try and find their place for the day. Uh, I've got some sheep running around, so they just want food and then get a nice place somewhere in the sun. Um, then there's other animals walking on and off the garden. And I really love to observe, uh, also observe the sun coming up. And now we are at the second half of August is like uh, where you've got uh, misty mornings and, and you've got this really powerful set of impressions at the start of the day. And in general, I make a cup of coffee first and then I take a, a little foldable chair, move to the end of the garden, which is quite deep where I live. And then I'm in the middle of nowhere with trees and fields and animals. And I can sit there like from 5.30 in the morning when the sun starts to scream like, oh, I want to start the day, I want to start the day, up till she's somewhere shining brightly and, and then I get back in. And, uh, and by that time, I feel like really, really charged with energy and um, to keep on doing nothing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of so, the morale yeah. of the story. Make sure you have enough energy to do, <laughs> to do nothing. nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Um, and what about you? Well, I've uh, I've spent some time with uh, with the family, of course, uh, with friends. We uh, we went on a really nice holiday uh, in the south of France. Uh, not doing much, maybe once every two days, get out of the house and uh, and and go visit something, uh, which is in most cases a shop next to a restaurant with a nice terrace. <laughs> To have a little drink, uh, uh, so but that that was uh, basically what we did. We didn't do a whole lot, um, but the, the the thing that struck me is when I came back, I went to work cold turkey style. So we 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 came back from holiday uh, Sunday evening, quite late, and I got back to work on Monday morning, and uh, that was quite cold turkey. And what what struck me is that I had forgotten certain words that we used within the professional Absolutely. context during yep. these only two weeks of holiday. But for some strange reason, my brain was still wired in holiday mode and I didn't have access to certain words that were stored. And I know they're still stored in there because I started using them mm -hmm. a couple of days later. But it was like my mindset was blocking certain words. And Amazing. That is that was an interesting one. So, so maybe we should talk today about communication and and yeah. and context of uh, of using words uh, in, yeah. in in and the difference between context. what what you say and how it is perceived on the on the other side. Which makes me to to end up the the, the holiday story. One of the the highlights from in my holiday was like uh, two three weeks ago. I was uh, doing some shopping with my sixteen year old son. 
and um, we are going into like um, this this um, store with with building equipment and and uh, where I when I was sixteen his age uh, that was where I did my holiday jobs to to make some money. So we get into the store and, and he walks at my side and, and I, I say like, wow, it's nice to be back here because it's like way far from where I live now. And um, so I said, this is where I used to work as a student eh, when I was your age. And he looks at me and he said, apparently you liked it eh, because I was like hmm, fully charged. Uh, I said, yes, yes. I said, if I look at my friends today, they also do student jobs, but they don't like it at all. They, they have to get out of bed and really force themselves into going to, to the place where they work. So uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I, I don't do or search for any jobs because it doesn't look like that that interesting and, and that fun to do. I say, okay, if you find other ways of making money, it's, it's your choice, but uh, I really enjoyed it. So we get back into the car and, and I tell him, we, we keep on talking and I ask him, but then what is it that you would like to do? Where would you feel really comfortable? <laughs> he replies, he says, well, Dad, I would like to be a little bit like you or do what you do, like virtually nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, which, means, which is very a nice illustration of how things are perceived. And in communication, it's exactly the same yeah. way. I mean, managers, salespeople, team members, they, they, they do what they do. And very often, we're not even aware of how what we do or say lands on the other side. And, and if, like in the case of myself, like, I would like to do stuff like you, like nothing and, and make money out of it. You say, like, okay, right. where did I miss something in my communication? Or my... Well, it's nice that you do nothing and money is just growing on trees and just Absolutely. falling in your yeah. lap. And coming and out you... of the wall every time I yeah. pass an ATM. Yeah, well, I started uh, over the summer with my daughter on... Uh, translating money into uh, babysit hours so mm. she wants to do babysitting and uh, so whenever she says oh uh, oh I would really like to have this like a new phone or a new this or that uh, uh, I ask her so how many hours of babysitting that is and it's just putting things into perspective and yeah. then she wow that's expensive yeah. or okay that that's that's affordable yeah. uh, because money is just an illusion. <laughs> it's a very vague yeah, concept, yeah. Uh, especially for a teenager yeah, uh, with, with no job experience. So, uh, but with translating that and putting yeah. it in their context, yeah. that's also a way of communicating. Absolutely. That and it's interesting. It, but you say that it's, money is like words. Uh, like, let's say like a hundred euro. For some people, that is an awful lot of money, and for some others, it's what they have continuously in a multitude somewhere in their their pockets. Like words can mean for someone just virtually nothing and for someone else it can have a real emotional charge. And using these metaphors, which we will do maybe in another podcast when we talk yeah, about storytelling, story but let's now yeah. like focus more on, on the communication. But the idea of being aware and finding ways to get messages land and have people do something um, for them interesting and valuable with what they hear is, is like, a cool thing and I think both of us if I listen to our stories we've had like m tons of inspiration during um, during our uh, our holidays it's um, it's cool and what is what is interesting as well is it, it's the holiday period is traditionally the period where you shift identities you most of the people and and I remember it's a story you told me recently about um, when you ask people uh, who they are 
immediately they, they will kind of like, bam, tell I'm CEO of a company, I'm a sales representative. Whereas that is what they do. When was that? Was that a recent uh, uh, no, event? Normally at, at, uh, when I started a, yeah. a presentation training, um, I, I talk to people beforehand and during the welcome and the coffee and uh, we talk about uh, what they do in their life and then uh, how the trip was to the training and, and you basically get stories yeah. and, and very interesting stories. For me, the training has already started because that's yeah. when I start to calibrate. But uh, for for them, it's like, oh, the training hasn't started yet. So as of the moment, I say, okay, now we're going to officially start. So grab a seat, sit down and... Uh, the first thing I ask them is to introduce themselves because most of the time these people don't know one another. And uh, I say explicitly and very deliberately uh, in the following way, uh, I would like you to introduce yourself uh, to, to one another, uh, not what you do, but who you are. And Bye. usually that's when the silence begins. Uh, so, okay, training has started. Who am I? And what you usually get is a list of bullet points. Uh, I'm this person. That's my name. Uh, maybe you get marital status and, and number of children. You get definitely a job title and you get the company they work for. Yeah. And beforehand, you got all the stories of the people yeah. inside the training <clears throat> because I set the context. Now the training is officially started. And I ask that strange question, yeah. it, it creates a short circuit in their brains yeah. and they cannot answer the question. And once we've done with the full round, usually there's one or two who figure out, uh, wait, 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 Ooh. this can't be just introductions. <laughs> uh, uh, th yeah. There's something behind this. And then they start to say, okay, I'm not allowed to say what I do, but who am I? And you would expect that people living with themselves yep. for years mm -hmm. uh, that they would at least be able to say who they, they are, are yeah, and yeah. that is usually a very difficult yeah. question because we're so used to aligning who we are with what we do yep. like who are you i'm I, a sales I'm, representative yeah. i'm a ceo yeah. i'm uh, a desk clerk i'm uh, a rack filler yeah. in a, in a, in a shopping mall description it, it's yeah. functional description yeah. and Nothing to do with Whereas who the person really is. That is on the is. level of what you do. And, and for those of you uh, who are a little bit into how situations are built, there's the, every situation is like six levels, starting with an environment. And the second one is what you do. Who you are is like one of the top levels. So there's a huge difference to fill in and to, to live. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. and most of them actually do, do it this way, which is uh, labels. It's easy. And I'm working on, um, on a book which will appear later uh, in 2018. If you listen to this podcast in 2020, you will probably have read the book and be inspired and have thriving teams building durable and sustainable futures. But anyway, so we are finalizing <laughs> the, the publication. And uh, one of the models that I, I'm, I'm putting into it is like, um, it's very simple. You have two circles, uh, the old school and the new school and it's like circles with satellites around so you have the planet and then all a series of moons around it and in the old school circle it's work is the planet and if you look at lives of people it's all about work if you look at job interviews the communication it's all about it's work is focused and then everything else is accessory whereas in modern life or in a more sustainable way life should be the planet and work is one of the, the bullets and a company should ask 
more like the question is, how can I as a company contribute to you and, and what you want to achieve in life? Much more than we're a company, what are you going to do to help us achieve in our goals? Which is a paradigm shift in a way, which also uh, has a, a huge impact on communication. On what questions will you ask? On how will you talk with people? What emotions will you trigger? What emotions do you want to trigger? What emotions could you trigger that you haven't triggered so far because you weren't even aware because they did not fit into the model? And what we now see is that the model has changed, but the communication has remained old school, which leads to either people not understanding stuff, resistance, violent communication, frustration, bore out, burnout. I'm not going to say that it's all related to the same cause, but it all starts with communication. And as you say often, even if you don't communicate, you're still communicating. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we should look into that uh, um, and, and dive maybe uh, one level deeper on what communication exactly is. Yeah. So if you, if you look at uh, the pure definition, if you've ever taken a course at university and you... You get the definition. It's basically somebody who transmits a message to a receiver and the receiver confirms that the message is received. Full stop. So yeah. you have a transmitter, a receiver, message in between that is confirmed. confirmation. Yeah. So basically you would say that that's, that's fairly simple. What, what, what could go wrong with that? Well, the fact is that the, if you let two computers talk to one another with a transmitter and a receiver, the message that is sent is received. It's one byte going and one byte being received and the computer says, yes, thank you. That's basically how network uh, mm -hmm. computing is, is working. Uh, but in, in uh, pure human-to-human -human communication, the challenge is already that the transmitter and the receiver are both human beings with their own mindset, with their own belief system, with their own model, with their own things they like and don't like. So that basically already creates four versions of the same message. Yeah. And why four versions? It's um, basically you have somebody who wants to say something and in your head you will start phrasing that with the right words but usually the words that come out are not what you actually intended yeah. them to that, come that's out. That's when you hear people say like, I, I don't know exactly how to how to say, but it should be. And, and yeah. they try to give a form to what is very clear in their conscious and unconscious minds, but they don't succeed in, in transmitting it, which is challenging. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. And, and in English, there's a, a really great phrase uh, to, to, to illustrate that. Uh, people sometimes say, the minute they say something, that didn't come out right. Yeah. And that meant that at that moment they realized, wait a second, yeah. I had a message prepared in my head. Yeah. Why is my mouth communicating something completely different? So yeah. that's already two, two yeah. stories. Yeah. And then at this, the side of the receiver, you have what you hear is already a filtered version of what the other one is saying because... Yeah. Your mind gets sidetracked, you find it boring, you filter out certain yeah. words. Some words you don't even understand. Yes, no, and you yeah, just you say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I understand, yeah. but basically you don't. Yeah. And then there's a story that you remember what the other person said. Yeah. 
And that gives four stories. As a kid, we used to play games where you, you go sit in a circle and you start whispering a phrase in the person next to you, yeah. uh, his <laughs> ear, and, and he has to repeat it over and over. Up, yeah. And the bigger the circle gets, <laughs> yeah. the more strange the actual yeah. phrase comes out at the yeah. very end. And that is what's happening in every communication. Mm -hmm. So since the fact that you have these different models and these two human beings... Yeah that creates so much difference in what person one intended to say and person two think that he heard yeah. and remembered yeah. what he heard. Yeah. That could be a world apart in between. Absolutely. And that's where conflict yeah. comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the time, that yeah. is the reason why there's conflict yeah. because there's so much difference in the perception of what is Absolutely. being said. And as, as, you, as we said a few minutes ago, even if you don't communicate, you communicate because... Uh, the, the conveyor is, is words, but it's also silence. I could intentionally not say anything and then not say anything, but with a non-verbal communication that is maybe not very congruent with, with what I actually want to, to expose. And then the other person, oh, you didn't answer. Ooh, might give an uncomfortable feeling, which is then filled in with, oh, this must have this meaning. And then gets back to me who didn't say anything with some reaction where I might say, oh, that wasn't the purpose of the game. So even without words, you can you can do great things. I was in a workshop, I think it was in, in the US uh, last year, um, where we did these kinds of exercises. So we had a very limited, we had five words we could use. Yeah? Uh, yes, no, maybe, uh, sure, and uh, not at all. And we were around the table with, with a group of people and the conversation built, but only using these words, so, and, and then someone said, well, yeah, why not? And it was a total non-verbal communication. It gave the meaning and it actually led to, let's say, a five-minute interesting conversation. And only five words and the rest non-verbal. And so everybody gave meaning and everybody else filled the meaning in with, with their own uh, way and their own reference framework. And that was absolutely amazing to do. Yeah, an eye opener and an ear opener and a mouth opener. <laughs> Everything at the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. time. Well, non-verbal is, is, is extremely important. Uh, when you say to people, you cannot not communicate and say, oh, I'll shut up then. Yeah. Still communication. Mm. Uh, okay, I'll say that I will shut up. It's still communication. <laughs> it's still communication. Absolutely. Oh, crap. And, and so you, people get stuck in that uh, communication is only words. Yeah. But communication is everything around it. Studies in the 70s uh, showed already that only 7% of the whole communication is words, yeah. the exact phrases you use. And, and for instance, the word no, you could say no, or you could say no. Yeah. It, it's the same word, but the way in which you say it is completely... Yeah. Different. Yeah. There's a great video of uh, a guy giving a presentation, and the only word he's using is chicken. And all his slides have the word chicken on it. Yeah. And it, first of all, it's, it's sort of stand-up comedy routine, mm -hmm. yeah. sort of uh, uh, one of these funny things. We'll put it in the notes. Uh, yeah, we'll, link to, the we'll put the link to, to the movie mm -hmm. in the note. But the, the most annoying thing is you can follow the presentation. Yeah. Even the Q&A <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. And that is so frustrating that uh, when we're both working a lot with yeah. words and text and, and how do you phrase certain things. But uh, it's so annoying and frustrating to see that words in the end have only a very little added value 
It's yeah. in many ways in the way in which you say it, yeah. how you say it. It, it needs to be aligned. You your your body, uh, your mind, state of mind, your intonation, your respiration, your movements. And then the words just are, are like a conveyor belt to kind of add that very little thing. Which which brings me to, to another thing that, that you very often see in communication uh, when we talk about words and attitudes. Um, people will also almost unconsciously link that to their function. I mean, as a manager, you need to use the words that go with the manager. You, you should be complex in your communication. You should show what you know and, and your capabilities and your skills. Um, so, which also leads to kind of um, communication models that are based on um, who you are and what you do. Uh, so if I, as a manager, will start communicating to the floor, the work floor, <laughs> I might be talking my words, uh, which don't land at all at the other side. So th that labeling and the stretch on um, how far can you change who you are and translate that into a communication pattern. I'm, I'm thinking of it because as we are talking, I'm, I'm, uh, I constantly have that image of, I think it's, and I'll put it in the, the, the notes as well, this, this Danish TV commercial uh, where they put uh, CEOs and nurses and health angels and people who have been in prison and then cleaning uh, guys and salespeople so everybody with kind of the same identity of which you would say, well, they will get along because they, they, they communicate with it on the same wavelength. And then probably the CEOs and the house angels would never get along and they would never communicate because it's like opposed. And stuck on labels, you will build a communication or a lack of communication. And then they start asking questions and relabeling people. They asked the group who was at the age of 13, like a rebel, a rebel in, in a class. And so out of every group, there's one or two persons that get together and they start communicating. Um, because there is like maybe this, this emotional link uh, independent of the function. So I think in teams and in, in companies, this is a very important thing. How do you create that emotional bond between different levels in the organization? And should you be afraid of it or shouldn't you? Well, I think most companies are afraid of it. Absolutely. The fact of having... Uh, emotional links is is uh, is often considered as something. Oh, let's not go down that route. Let's just keep people in their little cages, uh, which we call cubicles. Yeah. Uh, but but the fact that you just give a person a role immediately triggers a whole slew of uh, speech patterns, uh, behaviors with that and. Yeah. Um, for this is one of the things uh, I, I did uh, a couple of years ago with a young group of uh, starting professionals, got to work for a big company, um, and they asked me to guide them a bit in the, their communication skills and, and, and soft skills. What we did, we did an exercise where they had to invent their own business card. And they couldn't use titles like key account manager or junior sales mm -hmm. or whatever. And there was the most amazing things. First, in, in the type of business cards you get, the way in which they present it, it's not the standard business card. It, it, it mm -hmm. could be images, it could be drawings, it could be uh, PowerPoint slides, it could be uh, a flip chart. That was their business card. It could be a symbol. And the, the function titles they came up with 
was like bridge builder, inventor, um, people connector. Those kind of things were then uh, for them more relevant to them of yeah. who they were than what their job yeah, was yeah, or what the expectation of and that their probably job was. led to, to totally different uh, conversations. Probably, well, yeah, because, because once yeah. you you change yeah. something in the whole image, yeah. it could be a context, it could yeah. be a title, it yeah. could be what if. Yeah. Uh, then it triggers the yeah. the whole mechanism yeah. behind that. It is it is what we refer to in communication as a, a pattern break. So you have a number of roles, like you have a customer and a supplier, you have a manager and uh, the, the workforce. Uh, not that managers are not workforce, but anyway. <laughs> so you have roles and you have expected communication paths between people. And a pattern break is do something out of the ordinary, like titles we don't do it we have like you have like ceo, CEO on the little big yep. business card and i have coo we're fairly traditional in that until people take our business card and then they see like oh chief enthusiasm officer that's a pattern break their minds they expect us to be like the the, the founders of the company and then so they see see the, 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 the we put it in bold like they see ceo so oh and then they, they kind of in a second thing they say oh it's chief enthusiasm officer and in my case chief optimism officer that's a pattern break it kind of creates confusion in the mind and that's a really very interesting starting point to start a conversation yeah because if you are confused you want stability so you look for a resource that can provide you with that Again, stability, and if, if you then come in, you're, you're, you start interesting, yeah. compelling, and emotional conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that is basically a good way to explain that what we actually do is, is, is to create pattern breaks yeah. and also learn people how they can create pattern breaks at their customers, for instance, for sales reps or... Uh, but that, that is maybe something yeah. for, for the next podcast. Yeah, because as, as I see, we are like uh, already... Yeah. more or less 25 minutes on the run in this podcast and um, maybe we should uh, also keep a few things that will definitely interest you dear listener and probably also all the other people who are not listening but we really uh, would appreciate if you would share this podcast with a, an, an unlimited number of people or an unlimited number of people um, just just do it and uh, you, you're Marking something. Have we yeah. forgotten something very crucial in... Um... Well, I, I, oh, I, yeah. I wanted to tell a story on, on to yeah, show let's finish the importance with a, of... Kind of an interesting metaphor and then yeah. an empowering question. Yeah, yeah Tom. Well, it's, it's, it's a story of uh, uh, a guy I met at the reception after a presentation I did um, where I was talking about the uh, importance of correct strategic communication inside companies and how you, you convey messages. How do you trigger people in change, for instance? Uh, how do you create goal settings where people want to go for the goal and, and not just consider it a job? That, that was kind of the context of the presentation. And afterwards, this guy comes to me and, uh, and he says, well, I'm CEO of a company. Well, his first phrase was, I hear what you say. Usually that means <laughs> yeah. I hear what you say, but I don't but. agree. <laughs> Or I think you're stupid or uh, I hear what you say. It's the same like interesting feedback. That means uh, shut up. I'm not going to do 
uh, something about that. Or That's let's stay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or another one is uh, if you, during Q and A, if somebody on stage said, "Let's take that offline," yeah. that means is shut up. Shut I don't up. want to elaborate on this right now. So what people say and what they actually want to say is is yeah. often very different. So this guy comes to me and he says, "I hear what you say." Uh, but I'm the CEO of a company, and what do you do if your people are stupid? Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Uh, which I also <laughs> said. Uh, that's always my first statement. Is interesting. interesting. Um, and I asked him, "Well, what do you mean with your people are stupid?" Well, uh, he said, "I we, we've done this whole strategy exercise. We went on an offsite somewhere in a cabin yeah. in the mountains." And uh, we came up with a new three to five year strategy. We communicated that with everyone. Uh, and, and they're actually not following that new strategy. So the only thing I can conclude as CEO is that my people are stupid. Uh, my first reaction to that was going to be, I, I suppressed that, was who hired the people. <laughs> but uh, I didn't do that. I still wanted to continue the conversation. So I asked him, what is the definition of communication? And he said, well, uh, this is strange that you asked that, but anyway, it's it's about, basically he got it down to transmitter, receiver, yeah. message. It's something around that yeah. kind of uh, wording. Um, but he was aware it was a transmitter and a receiver. So I said, you said that you communicated the strategy. How did you communicate that? And he said, well, we, uh, we, it's very simple. We have an email address. It's all at ourcompanyname.com. <laughs> yeah. I won't mention the company name. Uh, so yeah. all at uh, companyname.com. And so I sent an email uh, explaining the new strategy, uh, explaining what needed to be done. Uh, we sent that to all employees. There were no reactions. So I just have to assume they all read it. They all agree and they know what to do. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and since nobody is following up, the only conclusion I can draw as a CEO is that my people are stupid. Uh, so I then reiterated my question, what is the definition of communication? Well, you basically have a transmitter who sends a message to a receiver, and then there's a confirmation. <laughs> and that was like... And that was for him was the, the pen break in his yeah. head, like... Oh yeah, maybe we missed something. He, the guy was Thanks a bit, sure little bit did. paler than yeah. he was before he asked the question. Uh, I haven't heard from him afterwards. He, he was also the conversation was over at that moment, so he <laughs> might be very mad at me. It, but it's, it's, uh, we we might um, challenge the the listener with um, with an exercise we do when we when we do keynotes and, and workshops. Sometimes it's. Um, I'm I'm just back from a, a management meeting with musicians, and and we kind of put together um, an arrangement of an existing song, uh, which is really a, a cool song, and we we added a lot of instruments and and musical arrangements, and I'm I'm now out of that one week retreat, and I'm going to hum, dear listener, the song. And I would like all of you to use whatever social media or uh, the reply buttons uh, you find to tell us what song it was. And then we will know if you are stupid or smart. <laughs> no offense. So there we go.
And it goes on like that. For so, hours. For he could hours. go on for yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, this is your first mission. And let's round this one up with a, an empowering question. Yes. So here's the empowering question. I'm going to ask it twice just uh, to, to get it and, uh, and let it sink in. So the question is, which word will you use today, tomorrow and the day after to remind yourself that communication is more than words? Okay, so which word are you going to use today, tomorrow and the day after to remind you that communication is more than words? That's a very powerful one. Take care. Uh, since the topic of communication is such a rich and vast one, we'll continue on this subject in our next podcast, which will be there in like two or three weeks. So stay tuned, share this one, visit our little big dot partners, um, ask us for tips, tricks and information. We are so excited to share some of our experiences with you. Uh, so don't hesitate to get in touch, stay in touch. And if you care, then share. So long. Bye. Little Big Backstage Sessions. Thank you for listening.